I was just thinking this morning, you know what, it's such a privilege to get the opportunity to share God's word with people that will put aside one hour, two hours, probably if we can add it all going backwards and forwards, two hours on a Sunday. Um, you wouldn't put it aside for work, so I count it a real privilege to actually have the opportunity to speak to you guys this morning. There's some faces I don't know. I trust I'll meet you before you leave. Um, I trust you've enjoyed yourself this far. Although I don't know how you can enjoy repentance. I don't think you're supposed to enjoy repentance. Isn't that right? You can all open your water. As, as Leon says, I like fizzy water. Keeps my, keeps my mouth dry. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> keeps my mouth dry, yeah. That's why I drink it. <laughs> I like my mouth to be dry. Anyway, I was so encouraged this morning as those words on faith came through. Because I really believe that uh, it's something that God wants to restore in its fullness to the word of, to, to the church. Because you cannot be saved without faith. Because you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's how you get saved. Isn't that right? That he was raised from the dead. So we can't be saved without faith, but we can easily just drift into a place of not really trusting God for stuff. It's too difficult. It's, it's, there are easier things to do. And so I've really felt God grabbing my heart about faith. I just gave a couple of words last week, but this week I really want to dive in and have a look at uh, faith. And maybe you've got a better understanding of it and afterwards if you do you can come and tell me you can preach next week i'm joking i've got my i'm allowed to joke in the first two minutes then i have to stop because my wife starts to look at me with her eyes like that if you've got your bibles ipads your phones hebrews 11 and verses 1 and 2 if you can open there. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about we do about we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. So the guys of old, Abraham, Moses, all those guys, they were commended for the fact that they had faith in God. That was the thing they had faith in. I, I learned an interesting story maybe two years ago. Uh, if you read towards the end of Hebrews 6, it talks about the fact that people were sawn in half. I thought, hey, can you imagine laying on the floor? And in those days, they didn't have electric saws. So they had those like tree saws, those bow saws that we've got, and, they, and it catches and it pulls and it... So what they did was they would jam oaks into a, into a log. They would hollow it out, and they would jam the person into the log, and then they would cut through 
the log and them at the same time. And the story about that is Isaiah the prophet, that was the way he died. He actually got sawn in half. And so if you think, hey, I'm exempt because I'm a child of God. No, you're not. But by faith, Isaiah preached the word in the way that God wanted him to. We relate to God through faith. There's no other way that you can relate to God. It's through faith. You confess what is in your heart, where, what you have received. And so in Hebrews 11 and verse 6, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Haven't your children somewhere along the line wanted to please you? And they've done something that hasn't really been pleasing, but because it's your child and because of what they've done, you've been like, wow, that's my son. Not like Johandre, where she told him, I want mommy. <laughs> but like in the morning when she said, I want puppy. My son, I had almost a brand new uh, Opal Cadet back in those days, still a long time ago, and uh, my car got dirty. So I kept on saying to Patty, I need to wash the car. I need to wash the car. So I walk out one day, and there's my car full of scratches. So what is going on here? My oldest son, wanting to please his dad, had got mom's scourer from the kitchen, and he washed my car with a scourer. Now what do you do? I could have given him a hiding. No. You know what? God won't give you a hiding if you, you, you attempt to please Him. Do you want to give Him a hiding? Yes, you do. So I thought, maybe let me just hit Patty and then... <laughs> and then I found out she's stronger than me, so I didn't do that. So 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Guys, if you don't have faith in your heart... You cannot please God. I can talk, I can preach, we can sing, we can do whatever we like. If we don't have faith in our hearts, we cannot please God. Don't you find that that could be a, quite a hectic lesson for your children to learn? You cannot please me without faith. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. So, rule number one, if you don't believe he exists, so in other words, if you haven't surrendered your life to him, you cannot please him. You have to believe he exists. I've come across Christians in, in, in my walk. I've, I've been saved for... 39 years now, I've been in ministry 27 years, and I've come across people that call themselves Christians, but there's no faith in their heart. I don't know what keeps them in the hand of God. And he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Guys, you know what, sometimes I haven't got what I'd like, thank goodness, 
there have been times when I've got what I wouldn't have liked. But you know what? I know that my God rewards me. My God rewards me. I want to please Him. I want, how do, how do you, He rewards those who look into His Word. Guys, are you spending time in God's Word? There is no faith without the Word of God. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I've taken that so far as to, I can't just read anymore, I need to hear the Word. So we've all got those Bibles online, and I will read and I will listen. Ah, that's over the top. No, that's me. I just want to make sure it's going in every place that it can, in my ear, in my eye. Can't go in my mouth because it's coming out my mouth. But I think sometimes when we read the Word of God, when we get to the end of the page, we don't even know what we've read. We've forgotten. I want to encourage you this morning read less, but allow God to speak to you more. Read one line, one verse. Lord, speak to me out of this verse. Instead of trying to get through the Bible in one year. I've done both. I've done get through the Bible in one year, and that's not easy. You've got to read. And it's amazing how hard it is to read those, but it's so easy to read the newspaper and Facebook. Uh, all the social media things, easy to read those things. But it's difficult to sit down and say, Lord, I'm going to read your word now. I need you to speak to me through your word. And I've got to the place where I'll sit down. And if, if I don't feel God speaking to me, I'll sit there. Because every word in the Bible is not there by chance. It's, by the, it's there because the Holy Spirit has put it there. And I want you to tell me why it's there. And you know what? Faith is not hard. There's a story of, of I was hoping Karen was going to be here, because like, this was my story to impress her. Um, or maybe Delia will be impressed by this word as well. In 1904, Peter Pan was written and put onto stage. You know Peter Pan? Do you guys know who Peter Pan is? In Brackenfell, you probably don't know who Peter Pan is. Peter Pan was the little oak who could fly around. And he, used to, he had this family, the darling children, which he would take their hand and fly with them. But you know what happened? So many children that went to see this play, they got report backs of broken arms, broken legs, hurt all over the place. Because these children believed they could fly. And so they had to actually introduce what they called fairy dust. So you couldn't fly without fairy dust. And that slowed down the incidences that were happening. But you know what? That just shows me. That, uh, you say it, the child will do it. That's why moms and dads have to be so careful what they say to their children. I learned a couple of years like, I had three boys, and they were rough and tough, and I used to bundle them up, and we used to do all sorts of things, but I had to be careful what I told them, because they'll just do it. 
like I, I did defense force training. So I had all my army kit from those days. And they used to love to get my army kit and put it on. And, but then anything could happen while that stuff was on. Daniel, I wouldn't see for the day. He'd be gone. And then, he'd, like, he'd missed lunch and everything. He'd arrive. He's got stuff on his face. Can you see me, Dad? I'm a sniper. But you know what? In Mark 10 and verse 15, it says, Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter in. We have made faith so difficult. We, we've grown up in a fast-paced society where if an answer seems to be too easy, it can't be right. Too easy. In Australia, their favorite saying is, too hard. Everything is too hard. But if it's too easy, no, no, that, that can't. And that's the way that God, he treats us like children, if we will respond to that. That's why sometimes I catch myself praying these big, long prayers, and I think, would children pray this? Sometimes I see people, they come up and they start praying for people and they're praying and they're praying and it's a long prayer. And it's for healing. You know what? Nine times out of ten, Jesus just said, be healed. You know what? We haven't got faith in our be healed. We want to, if, if be healed doesn't work, we're going to pray some more. You know what? It doesn't matter how much you pray, you're not, it's not going to work. Faith is a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing that we are in control of. Just relax. And guys, don't look at them. They are here with their sick baby in the front row. What more can you say? And we are going to pray for her before she leaves here. And she's going to remind us. Our faith has become a whole lot of, they like equations. A plus B plus C minus D equals the answer. No, you know what the Bible says? It says if we believe in God and we receive it in our hearts, Sometimes it doesn't because God doesn't want you to. But I don't dwell on the, I dwell on the, hey, Lord, I need this from you. I really do. God deliberately designed faith to be simple for a child to understand. There were no, we, we complicated by all these extras. I don't know about you guys, I'm quite old now. But when in, in my first brand new car that I got, so that was it was a long time ago. But brand new, out of the off the shop floor, it was a company car. Otherwise, it would never have happened. But I got this car, and the only thing I had to say in getting to that car was if I wanted an air conditioner or not. Boy, do you have add-ons these days? And everyone that you add on costs more. 
So now for me, a brand new car is not an option. I'd rather buy a second hand one. I get all those things for free normally. Because the guy before me wanted all those things. But we need to distinguish between what the world calls faith and faith as it's revealed in God's word. So faith by reason of logic. I'm an engineer. Well, I was an engineer. That was a long time ago. 27 years ago, I was an engineer. But there's this logic of lift. That's how does an airplane work? How does it get off the ground? You guys know this. The wing on an airplane is this way, on the top. On the bottom, it's flat. That rounded pass on the top causes a low pressure on the top as it pushes forward, and it causes a high pressure under the bottom, and so it lifts up. And so the, the law of lift actually overcomes the law of gravity as you go faster forward. But now our brains have become conditioned to, to think like this. So in the economy, we, we think like that. In business and careers, in doctors and science, all those things, we, we start to work in logic. And they're not bad things, but they're not supernatural things. So that's faith by logic. We get religious faith. People put their faith in a religious system or their Buddhism or Islam or any organization or even the church sometimes. But you know how you find out what, what this is about? Normally, if you just scratch, in Afrikaans it's krap. Eh? If you krap net a bikkie, does that make you happy? Oh, no. <laughs> Under the surface, it's about what they do, not about what God does. So, Patty's got a, a Jehovah Witness sister who's actually married to a Jehovah Witness elder. And I hope there's no Jehovah Witnesses here. If you are, you can put up your hand, come to the front, we'll pray for you right now. But everything about them is about what can they do. We do so many hours knocking on doors. We do so many hours building houses. We do so many, they, everything's to do with houses. And so, yeah, we sit. It's got nothing to do with what we do. It's got all to do about what he did. Just think about that, guys. It's got nothing to do with what we do, but it's got everything to do with what he did on the cross. And you know what? This thing of doing... People go on fasts. I'm not saying fasts are bad. Fasts are good if God tells you to. People go on fasts and they think they can twist God's arm with their fast. I'll get God to give it to me when I fast. Now you better have heard God that you should fast, otherwise you're going to get hungry and you're going to get nothing. God has to seriously get my ear. And, and uh, besides my wife, it's only God that gets my ear. 
I don't fast very easily. I really don't. Yes, it is in the Bible, and we should fast, and we need to fast. But don't put it on other people. Then we get experiential faith. You see in John 20 and verse 25, So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord speaking to Thomas. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Experiential faith says, if I see it, I'll believe it. God's faith says, if you believe, then you will receive. It's the opposite. Many of us walk by the fact that if we got it, then we'll believe it. And this is the area where God is testing me. Because God wants to take us beyond, I can only believe for what I have in my hand. God, there were times when we were in ministry and other places and God just broke out. But I, he's rattled my cage. Because he, he wants me to begin to step up. The kingdom of God is all about faith. And it's not about prosperity and all that stuff. It's about faith. Believing God. Believing what God's Word says. God's Word does not say anywhere that you can have a Mercedes-Benz. Am I right? It doesn't, eh? But you know what? God gave me and my wife a Mercedes-Benz. Very long ago, but He gave it. I was like, whoa. My wife was driving a little Uno at the time. And this guy checked this out and he thought, he said to Patty, that car's not safe. I'm taking that from you and I'm giving you the Merc. I said, yes, where can I get a Merc? Where can I get a Uno? <laughs> we loved our Uno, but I really did enjoy the Merc more. We got to, we got to, Live in, in the goodness of God. And sometimes the goodness of God is repent. Do you know that you can't repent without God giving you the gift to repent? You can't just repent. If God doesn't say repent and stand with you, you're not going to repent. You'll say the words, but nothing will happen. An amazing scripture when we were praying outside this, this morning. All of you that don't know, we prayed half past eight. We had a really good time. We've changed our prayer meetings from, oh, this is what the Lord says. Yes! All those that are half asleep. Sorry. Many people, they want to first have it, then they'll say, yes, God has given it. Guys, we've got to begin to rise up. We've got to, do, you know, if, if we don't believe and then receive, we're not going to have a testimony. A testimony is I've got this thing. Wow, now God has given it to me. I tell you what, when you get those things start to happen, you jump around, you get excited, you say, yes, 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 Lord. I think I could write a song, Lenny. Yes, 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 Lord. 
You cannot determine the way it happens or if it happens, but you can trust and believe in your heart. And that's why when people pray and they say, if it's your will, yes, that's okay. But for me, when I, when I was going for it, it was like, if I know your will for me, I don't have to guess, I know what it is. Then I'm going to pray and I'm going to expect to receive it. And if I don't get it, that's fine. But I'm, I'm going all out. Guys, we need to be more front-footed. You know why we're not front-footed? I just got this thing is that we don't spend enough time in God's Word and we don't spend enough time praying, and so we're back-footed. We're not sure what God wants for us. But when we're spending time in His Word and we're spending time praying, and you know what? You know what's very important is among one another. Uh, on a Sunday, I, I want to encourage you if you're not in a com, get into a community on a Wednesday. The guys talk and they begin to, their faith begins to get built up, and then they can step out and begin to move forward. I had a triple bypass. They think, oh, that's not much faith, is it? Like triple bypass. No, it had nothing to do with faith. It had to do with me eating until I got fat, then I developed sugar diabetes, and then I ended up not with a heart problem, with the veins around the heart problem. But you know what got me through that? Come on a Wednesday night. Friends coming to visit during the week, even though they just sat and looked at me, they didn't know what to say. But they came, and I was with them. If you take a, a charcoal and throw it out the fire, it's an old story. It'll die out there very quickly. But if you keep it in the fire, it'll last and it'll get hotter. So you get experiential faith. You get intellectual faith. What's intellectual faith? It's giving mental assent to principles of faith without putting any heart into it. So it's in your head. It's in your head, but it won't change your heart. And you know, you know what that is, eh? It says to be born again, you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So if, it's, if you haven't got faith in your heart, you need to ask God to help you because maybe you're not serving Him in the way that you think you are. I remember I went through a patch in my life, and I'm going back there. I used to say, if God's Word says it, then I have it. It, it sounds over the top, but it, that's what the Word says. I said to Patty, this feels like I'm, I've become Kenneth Hagin's shadow, and I'm preaching His Word. But you know what? His Word, if it lines up with the Word of God, is right. Another thing is you get temporary faith. I'm sure you've seen this. Somebody goes through a really crisis or trauma, and then they turn to God. Oh, God, please help me. Won't you do this? Won't you do that? And then when things have sorted themselves out, backslide again. It's like that scripture in Matthew 13 and verse 20. Seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. 
When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. I have seen that happen so often in people's lives. I'm sure you have too. If you've been in the church for any length of period of time, I'm sure you've seen that. It is really... Kolia, can you come up here quickly? Pull the jacket back. See this over here? Do you know, do you know what this is? It's a baby. What is better than this baby? How about this? The promise is not as good as the product. The promise is not as good as the product. And with, you can sit down. With, when you're trusting God for something, that's when you're walking in the promise. But you've got to get to the place of receiving the product from Him. Many of us say, hey, God's word is so good. But you know what? We'll never know until we act on it. Somebody, there was something about afraid. Was it you, Cheryl? Was I, I imagine that. Somebody, hey? Who was it? Oh, it was Penny. You know what? When we fear God, we are in the safest place that we can be. But it's in a place of faith. We fear our God, but we do not fear man. Because the word says that the fear of man is a snare. So we can't w live by uh, mental belief. In James 2.26, he says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. This is not talking about salvation and uh, faith in your heart and confess with your mouth. This is talking about what do I do? Hey, on a, on a Wednesday night, I go to come, even though I don't feel like it, I go there because I am going to be a blessing. I'm not going to take, I'm going to give. And I believe it. If you know what? If you don't believe that you're going to be a blessing, you won't necessarily go. You'll, you'll go if it's comfortable to go. If you rock up here on a Sunday morning, we only pray from half past eight to quarter to nine. It's just for the meeting. If, if you don't believe that God is going to do something, you're not going to come. Why should you? All I can say is you're really going to miss out. I was at a conference this week, training time. I never know what I'm at. But anyway, I was at a training time, so the very first night they come with this thing. Maybe this is going to change your life, right where you sit right now. <laughs> they said, Roland, can you say grace? 
I said, I can say grace, but I can also give thanks. But we're going to do it in a different way. So they all like, yeah, no, you must know, these are all the minor there. They, they, so what are we going to do? I said, on the count of three, we are going to jump. We are going to shout. We're going to give God thanks for this food that we're going to eat. So they're all like, so now I've, I've got to do this because I've told them. So one, two, three, and they all like, uh, some of them, uh, and then all, it was like a cork coming out of the bottle. Try that next time you say grace. Because you know what? Jesus never ever said grace. He gave thanks. And then he broke the bread. That's what it says. So when we give thanks, it's, how can you give thanks for that person? No, you can't. We all give thanks for ourselves, even the children. We must teach our children from a young age. Thank you, Lord. It's so much easier, too. And we enjoy doing it. So then we have revelation faith. This happens when God illuminates something in His Word by His Holy Spirit. And you know what? This can only happen if you spend time in His Word. It will not happen if you don't spend time in His Word. Ephesians 2.8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. So only God can reveal stuff to us, which becomes revelation. We, we, a while back I preached on the fact that Jesus said to Peter, Who do you say I am? Peter says to him, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Peter says, I mean, Jesus says back to him, No man told you that. Only my Father in heaven told you. So I, I've got this thing of, don't sit here on a Sunday and expect me to give you revelation because I can't. Only God can give you revelation. I can prod you and prod there and maybe make you think of something, but it's only God that's going to give you revelation. What's revelation? Whoa, it's a big word. It's a whole book at the end of the Bible. Yeah, but it also just means something that was once dark has now been revealed. So I hope you've all written those scriptures down. Because if you go to Common Wednesday, I want you to take the ones that you've written down. And if you haven't, go sneak across there afterwards and get them from Bianca. And let's begin to look these scriptures up. You know what I did when I first got saved? I, I, I built my own chain reference. What's that? So uh, I, w I would get Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is, without faith, it's oh, 11.6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'd color it in. Faith is red. And then I'd go and find a whole lot of scriptures with faith. And I'd say, so, okay, the next place we go is Romans 10.17. Believe in my heart, confess with my mouth. And so I would put those scriptures so that if somebody asked me about faith, I could very quickly just work my way through the Bible, speaking to them what the Word of God said. But you know what's happened? With, 
with iPads and, and, and uh, computers, we don't do that anymore. So if you do use these, which is great, if I didn't have that, I'd have to use glasses, so that's a problem. I need faith. But let's begin to learn what the Word of God says. You know what? You can't receive it until you believe it. You've got to believe it first, and then you'll receive it. You're not going to just walk into it because God's got nothing else to do. I don't know about you, but as our children got older, from little, you've got these like markers that they have to hit. They can do this now. Yeah, that's right. Then they get to the next one. Yeah, they can do that. They're doing well. God is like that with us. But I think some of us get stuck on the baby stage and we don't move forward into what God has got for us. I really want to encourage you this morning that you begin to spend time in God's Word. You begin to allow God's faith. Just go and read Hebrews 11 over and over for a few days. It's the book of faith in the Bible. And let's see what God will do. I wonder if we could all stand together, please. As I've said on a few occasions this morning, you can't receive it until you believe it. So you can't have God in your life until you believe that He exists. And that you've laid down your life to live for Him, to serve Him. He's Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Lord means we bow our knee. He is the King. Savior is He hung on a cross that we could be saved. We've got to have both. We can't have one. So if you're here this morning and you've never made a decision, to bend your knee to Jesus Christ.